Hello, and welcome to She Dynasty. I'm Valerie Moisel, and these are the women who rule. Hey, welcome back to She Dynasty. Today, I'm going to be talking to a very awesome woman named Amanda Chantal Bacon. She is the founder of a wildly popular brand called Moon Juice. Moon Juice is plant-sourced alchemy that elevates body and consciousness and has all kinds of supplements, skincare, snacks, and so many more things. So we're going to learn all about what that means exactly. Amanda will be here in a few minutes, and I'm excited to talk to her. Hi, Amanda. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so, so pleased to be here. So before we get started, tell us, what is Moon Juice? Moon Juice is a source for truly at the heart of most of the things we're doing is supporting the whole body. So mind, body, spirit, through plant-sourced, mostly adaptogenic herbs. Okay. And your products are extremely unique. How would you explain them to our listeners? We have a range of products, and they're going from foods and juices that you can find in our three shops in L.A. to skincare that is all over the country in Sephora and Nordstrom's. Um, and really where a lot of the growth in our businesses and expertise is in our supplements. And those supplements range from capsules you can take to you know really bespoke vegan lattes. Wow. So do you consider yourself a holistic wellness company? That is fair. Is that fair? That's fair and simple. Okay. Before we get into more of the company, I want to hear a little bit about your background. So where are you from originally? I'm from Manhattan. You are? So yeah. New Yorker. Yes, I am. Awesome. And you did not go to college? I did not, no. And you have a very successful company? I did. I think that's really important for our listeners to hear. I think it's important for parents to hear as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the entrepreneurs um, that I have spoken to, not all of them, but some of them, you know, haven't felt like the college piece was a big reason that needed to be. You know, they figured out without that. And so mm -hmm. I think that's really something that people listening should um, understand that it's not always necessary to be able to create a successful company. And I think, you know, entrepreneurship truly at the end of the day is unbridled spirit. Right. Absolutely. And common sense. I Sometimes that flips and, you know, there's no common sense right. in the building. But I think helpful if you've got some common sense and then the grit and the energy to keep going every day. And I don't know if that profile um, fits in well to that educational model that social system i agree and certainly for those precious four years as you're turning 20 around then i, I just that was not going to work for me so what were some of your earlier jobs <laughs> spent a lot of time in kitchens really yeah so I that know. makes a lot of sense yeah so cooking chef cooking yeah wow so yeah. working in a restaurant yeah Okay. Yes. And w at what age did you have the spark for Moon Juice? It's been almost a decade. So wow. 26, wow. 26, 27. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to get a little bit more into why you started the company in a bit. 
I want to hear. I want people who are listening who may not have heard your heard of your brand or seen it before. Mm-hmm. Tell people where they can find it, where they can see it. I know I saw it recently at Urban Outfitters. Some of our biggest partners and, and the partners that I spend a lot of time with are Sephora and Nordstrom. So, I mean, their their footprint in North America amazing is, is nothing to sneeze at. Um, I've come to know a lot of those shops, and then. In this, in this digital age that we live in, you know, with the press of the button. Are a lot of your sales online? Yes. We've got our own stores. We've got third party. Um, and then we have our, our site. So um, my ultimate goal with the company was to get to closer to 75% of our sales online. on our site. And we, we are tracking oh in that gosh, direction. Amazing. So amazing. No overhead. I mean, I know there's well, all there's. I mean, there is some overhead, but different than having a brick and mortar, right? It's a different kind of stress. It's a different kind of stress. You know, I think originally when I thought, "Oh, let's let's go digital, heavy digital," that just sounds so much easier. Um, I was not considering a lot of the marketing, right? Which we actually haven't gotten into that world in a heavy way. This is very organic, the traffic mm-hmm. that we have. So I think my hopes and dreams were really to get out of the weeds on a store level. But I do, you know, grass is always greener. Of course, of course. So let's go back to the spark for this company. How did you become interested in um, holistic medicine and what sparked all this? It was really my own own health journey. Um, And, you know, for the majority of my life, for different illnesses here and there that kept popping up, which makes sense because when you're not in balance and something is systemically wrong, it's going to keep manifesting in different areas. So um, it was through that journey and, and not just physically, but mentally being put through the psychiatric system that we have and Mm -hmm. and those drugs and physically all of those drugs and antibiotics and really that left me in terrible shape just feeling worse and worse and the problems coming up more and more frequently Um, it was kind of like whack-a-mole it was an autoimmune issue that you were dealing with is that correct uh Eventually, it turned into autoimmune. Okay. Yeah. You know what's really interesting is I think you are the third or fourth person who has been on She Dynasty who has started a brand or a company because of a personal medical issue, Mm -hmm. Um, just trying to, you know, kind of solve an issue for themselves and realizing that there are, you know, probably millions of other people who are dealing with Mm -hmm. it as well. So it's a very interesting kind of um, common thread that I'm seeing across a few of the people that I've interviewed. Mm -hmm. And and a poignant reflection on our medical system. Oh, for sure. But, you know, what's really amazing and what I find um, about the thread between all of you is that you're doing it because there's a real need and passion to solve something. You're not just like, oh, I have a great idea that's going to, mm-hmm. you know, fill a, a void. This is like a personal journey, a personal kind mm-hmm. of vendetta that you've got to like figure out and solve. And when you solve it for yourself, then all of a sudden you solve it for the world, right? The hope. Yeah, that, that's, that's the hope and the dream. That's the hope and the dream. But, it, you know, it seems like so many of you are really making an impact because mm-hmm. your brand is growing and flourishing and just reading the reviews online and you know it's just it's it's doing something so kudos to you for that so you had this idea um so okay so go back so you were dealing with your own kind of personal issues and then tell us about kind of the spark for this company how did that come about 
I'd been in fine dining um, and I had attempted to open a restaurant. Um, was that in New York or here? No, it was here and it was it was a very bad partnership. And so I didn't get very far in that. Um, and I took a moment and it was the first time in a very long time that I was not working six to seven days a week, all hours of the day and night. And so I said, I'm really going to take a breath right. and think about what I want to do next and not have a knee-jerk reaction because I know my work ethic, when I throw myself into something, you just go. I'm all in, blinders on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought about what that, that should really be. Um, there was no wellness industry. So it was not like this safe, exciting new lily pad that I could jump to and personally made sense for me. Uh It was really, um, there's nothing out there that looks and feels the way I would want it to. No one is speaking about health and healing in a way that resonates with me outside of like, you know, a loud, stinky place with fluorescent lighting and a certain vibe. Right. Um, and so that's really in my heart what I wanted to do. And, and there's always a lot of trepidation around doing something where there, there is no business model. Right. There is nothing, no proven concept that you can say, I'm going to go do that. And so um, can I have some money? Right. So when the idea <laughs> manifested in your mind, what was your first product? Well, I actually opened with a full shop and a full menu, and um, so it was almost like your own version of a restaurant. It was. Sense. It was with a with an apothecary. Oh, okay. So you had a whole line of products when you launched. It wasn't like you started with one product and it gained some momentum, and then you added. It was. It was other people's. You know, um, the Quinton, the little glass vials that everybody kind of knows about now, the lipospheric vitamins, these essential health items, you know, like a magnesium oil. So you were curating other people's products as well, not yes. just your own. Yes. Did you have your own product at that lo- at that point when you opened or not no, till later? It was not. Um, the dusts were not there. None of our supplements were there. It was juice. It was milks. They were bottled. The dust that launched it all, potentially, they were behind the bar. Interesting. So they were getting blended into drinks, and um, no one was taking them home yet. And so the name of the company from day one was Moon Juice, correct? Yes. And tell us about the name. How'd you come up with it? I think I was in San Francisco, and I had another name that I was working with, and trying to get a logo together for that. Can you tell us that name? I I will never tell anyone (laughs) that name, (laughs) the failed name. So funny. Um, You know what's really funny is there's actually a company out there, a great company that I love. That has the name that you want? That has the name that I was working with. And it's a beautiful company, and mm. they own that name, and um, and it's fun. really working for them. Is that funny? The flow is not there for me, and I was out in San Francisco, and it was early in the morning, but the full moon was still in the sky, and I looked out, and then there was this school bus driving in from Marin, and there was a, an oil painting on the side with a full moon, and I uh, just thought, oh, moon juice. Oh my gosh. I love when inspiration just like Mm -hmm. comes from the most random place Mm -hmm. and you like can see a visual or somebody tells you something Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it becomes like a big idea. The moon's there. Everything starts flowing. Beautiful. So are you a vegetarian or a vegan? Just curious. You know, I've never, I've never 
claim to be any of those things within my own mind and realm. I actually don't don't ever put labels on myself because what especially when it comes to um, health, mindfulness, spirituality, relationships, like. I really went with that never say never theme that we learn early in life. You know, I've lived most of my life that way. There have been periods, um, several year periods where, you know, I've I've really had raw foods and been completely vegan. Um, And it's fluid. I go through different periods of life. I've been pregnant. That's the perfect way to explain it. Fluid. Nursing. Yeah. Yeah. I think think we all go through that. We go through moments Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know what? I'm going to cut out meat for the next six months or I'm going to be vegan or Mm -hmm. raw foods. Let's try that. Yeah. So I like that approach. Yeah. Okay. So you're also a mom. Yeah. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Two. How old? I have an eight and a half year old and a seven month old. Oh, so you just recently have had a baby. I did. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about how you balance, you know, running a company and the kids. I mean, I I think that balance is um, the dangerous myth that gets floated out there um, to to other moms and other women and people in general. There really is no such thing. And I have a string of incredible days where I feel sane. Um, I never feel like I'm giving enough in one given day there's always a pull right in both directions and then I have days where I just feel like this is absolutely too much I've been pushed beyond my capacity mm-hmm. and I can't do it and I, you know I've had that little hysterical fit and um, I witness myself do that and I kind of stay with it um, and I don't jump to any big conclusions in right. that moment and the moment passes and um you just keep going. Are you able to, in those moments where you really feel overwhelmed, kind of take a step back and kind of recalibrate? Is it something um, that you can do yourself or just is there people around you that help do that for you? All of those moments happen while I'm driving to work. <laughs> it's a good time. No one can see it. <laughs> the, you know, it's like truly the, the only time that I have yeah. is um, driving to work or driving home. Right. And I have those big moments. Um, and, I, and I really do try to contain them in myself um, and witness them as much as I can. Taking a deep breath really helps. By the time I get to work, um, I'm usually so inspired and there's so much to do that I just get to it. Right. And you're um, one of those people that loves Monday mornings because you love what you do. I, yeah. Awesome. Do your business principles trickle into your family's lifestyle? Meaning, you know, are your products a big part of, um, you know, this whole holistic approach? Is it a part of kind of the way you kind of lead your life at home with your children? Oh, 100%. Okay. I would say there's no difference between Amanda Chantal Bacon Moon Juice and... Amanda Rogoff right at home we're all living and breathing you know my husband too he's all the skincare all the dust he's he's our number one client just as I am as well okay so we're going to move into kind of some of your snags so you grew up and you've touched on this a few minutes ago with a hypothyroid condition how did that impact kind of your young adulthood I was not aware of um, hypothyroidism as a young adult, I didn't even know there was such a thing as Hashimoto's. Can you explain what it is? Hypothyroidism is a slow thyroid. So low thyroid function, a lot of people feel like 
oh, I might have some of that. I'm mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. I've got um, weight gain and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. My hair is falling out. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling depressed. Uh, I'm feeling cold all the time. Those are some really common things, and it actually affects a lot of women, especially after pregnancy. So what age did you start having these symptoms? Was this, as um, a teenager. As a teenager. As a teenager. But you never could quite figure out what it was? I tested low okay. for thyroid. I didn't want to take any thyroid hormones, and it really took getting into my early 20s to um, feel like something was really wrong and started self-treating for adrenal fatigue and for low thyroid and trying to do that as naturally as I could. And then I tested positive for um, an autoimmune Mm -hmm. condition, Mm -hmm. um, which they find in a blood test. And so, you know, then I was given by endocrinologists the doomsday report, like this is forever and you may not be fertile and you've got to be on synthetic drugs for the rest of your life. And so... Um, and tell us that's all of that's not true. Well, obviously some of it's not true because we know you have children, but yeah. And I, and I actually was able to put the autoimmune condition into remission, which was never presented to me as an option. I love that. I was told that's it forever. Um, and then was that something that you, that was done on your own kind of research and doing just because you kind of took it upon yourself to kind of be the steward of your own health care? I did. Um, and, you know, being in my early 20s, it didn't resonate with me. Just the whole, the whole thing did not resonate. Of course. Um, the same way being a teenager and being told that I had a, a mood disorder and right. it was because of an imbalance in my brain, that also didn't resonate with me. And, you know, thank God I followed my intuition because what I found out later and could really make sense of was that it was a gut imbalance. Absolutely. That came from taking antibiotics and had nothing to do with brain chemistry. Right. You know, I went to the doctor, I think it was two years ago, and he did a blood test. And he said, you know, your cholesterol is really high. He's like, I'm going to have to put you on Lipitor. And I and looked at him and I was like, I am not going on Lipitor. I barely take an Advil. There's not a chance that that's happening. And he's like, well, you know, I hate to tell you this, but, you know, you seem pretty healthy. You work out, you know, four or five times a week. I doubt you eat cheeseburgers every day. It's obviously hereditary. You're not overweight, you know, so you really don't have much choice. Like, you can't just let this stay this way. And like you, it it just didn't resonate. There was just that wasn't the answer. And I took it upon myself to research and... And I made some changes. I just um, started reading what I needed to do differently. And I went back six months later, and he was in shock. And what changes did you make? Um, Mostly dietary. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I found that even though I was eating in a way that I thought was healthy and lean, there was just too much cheese and too much meat. And I just kind of shifted my diet to be more Mm plant-based. I didn't totally shift away from meat and cheese, but I just shifted the kind of the percentages of how much I ate each day. And then a few little supplements here and there. And I think I dropped my cholesterol by like 70 points and he was in shock. I mean, he was just like, what, what did you do? Did you go vegan? I'm like, nope, didn't go vegan. I just made some shifts. And so I think that's a really good lesson, you Mm -hmm. know, for, for you and for me and for everybody listening is when you get that diagnosis from a doctor or professional, there are other ways, you know, they well, just have also, this. Also, they're not trained in diet, lifestyle. Right. Their education doesn't um, cover herbs, acupuncture, Great. mindfulness. Um, they're not actually equipped to advise you on any of that. Right. 
So you also have a lot of severe allergies, right? That has, Did that play into this as well? Yeah, I've had them my whole life. So part of maybe part of the inspiration also for Moon Juice? Yeah, I, you know, I think it, everything, the whole big picture, I can't pick out one, right. but, I, but I am a very sensitive being and I've experienced a lot with my body and I'm still in it. I have to be really careful with eating grains and legume. Um, I, I really, I put myself on an anti-inflammatory diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can tell the difference when you eat a grain, like you feel differently? Yes. Immediately? I'm strong enough that I can celebrate and like entertain myself with a little pizza, a little pasta, a while, yeah. have a moment, um, but that can't really, I can't sustain that as part of my diet. Understood. Just curious, um, back, going back to your childhood, did you grow up in, in an all-natural, organic, holistic no. setting at all? No. Was there any inspiration from your family growing up? My mom has been an inspiration as, um, you know, in, in... Different ways. As a businesswoman. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So you kind of started in wellness, and then did you go from wellness to beauty, or did they both happen at the same time? I've really been doing the same thing the whole time um and and that really is my perspective on beauty okay that so from day one wellness and beauty have been a part of the story the moon juice story yes i think that the outside perception has changed right um the marketing around that has changed i've had the same philosophy the whole time Mm -hmm. and it's really if you're healthy if there's some contentment happening some energy and relaxation in the body if Mm -hmm. your gut is healthy if your liver is functioning all hormonal balance all of these things will lead to um, hair that people desire and skin that's luminous and relaxed facial muscles and a certain magnetism that reads as beauty right and so um that's always been my approach and I think that that was really just shuttled into wellness. Right. And now we're really living in a time where the beauty industry and consumers of beauty really take that seriously. Right. But it's been a while, obviously, since you've opened your first shop and the, the business has evolved. What shifts have you made in how you operate? Yeah, you know, I think we, we've moved further into our distribution Mm -hmm. is a lot wider. Mm -hmm. And so there was a moment of really looking at, um, am I going to focus on a grocery strategy and really go into that channel? Or does it make sense to go more into luxury, beauty, lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And that definitely felt like the fit for Mm -hmm. the brand and not grocery. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what's your best-selling product? Super You. And tell us what that is. It is a blend of four adaptogens. Mm -hmm. They are the four adaptogens that have helped me most in life. And it is your just daily non-negotiable stress management, full body stress management. So what is the product exactly? Is it a dust, a drink? It's capsules. Oh, it's capsules. Okay. You take two capsules every morning and you're done. I need that right now. Yeah. I think I might have to (laughs) come visit your office. You're down the street from me. Um, Tell us, what is an adaptogen? Adaptogens are plants or mushrooms that help the body adapt to stress. They help the body find homeostasis. Wow, how come there's not more talk about adaptogens? This is the first time I've ever heard that word. I, you're going to hear more and more about it. 
Interesting. Yeah, people are really using them. Um, the rise of the functional medicine doctor, mm-hmm. people are really taking their blood and right. looking at their stress hormones and getting recommendations for things like ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen. Mm-hmm. So it's creeping more and more into mainstream consciousness. So it will become a word that people start to hear more and more. Y- yes. Awesome. And so tell us a little bit about your dusts. I love the name. So tell us a little bit about how your dusts work. Yeah, the, the dusts were born behind the bar at Moon Juice, and we would just blend them into drinks per order. Um, people really wanted to start taking them home and traveling with them, and so shortly after opening, we just put them into jars and put them on the shelves, and um, they had a fast following and a celebrity following, and, you know, these dusts found themselves in fashion magazines. I see that. <laughs> So when you first opened, do you feel like people bought in right away or did it take time for people to kind of figure out what you were doing? There were early adopters that were fanatics from Uh day one that came in three times a day. Uh Um, And there were people that that was just not even a blip on the radar. And, you know, wellness was something that was disgusting and didn't taste good and just not who they were. That's still in flux today. I've got way more people that are, you know, taking Super U every morning somewhere out there in the world. Um, And there are millions of more people out there that feel that taking care of themselves is not quite right for them. That's not who they are. And I think that'll shift in the next few years. I love that. You know, um, as a creative director, one of the things I want to tell you is I love, love just kind of the look and feel of your brand. Mm, Thank you. Um, What I love the most and the best way for me to articulate it is when I look at your products or hold a product, like I kind of feel you behind it. Like it feels very personal. Like Mm. it doesn't feel like this big mass kind of Mm -hmm. brand. You know what I mean? Like I almost feel your soul behind it. Tell us a little bit about the the inspiration for the design. There's a simplicity to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But tell us about that. I I really am still intimately involved with R&D on every product, Uh whether that is, you know, a recipe that's made in the shop or it's skincare that I'm working with a chemist for a couple of years on formulation or a supplement, really working with scientists and chemists and down to sourcing Mm -hmm. each. So I think that um, that feeling that you get really, really does start with the very beginning of the product and that I'm all over every decision that's made there Um, and that extends all the way out to the PMS tone the exact PMS tone so you're really involved in all of the design and everything I have an incredible team Mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm right there every step and when you first um, started the business did you kind of self-fund or did you get people to invest in you I had my mom was the first investor uh-huh. um, and love so the, you love love that um, and her mom had been her first investor and Aww. given her a loan and you're going to do that for your child one day absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love it um, so moon juice was really born out of $150,000 wow yeah and have you ever had to kind of do a raise a capital raise mm-hmm. awesome yep so how was that process Um, It was very easy. We have a small group of investors that all um, personally invested. So there's no institutionalized money at the table yet. Yay. Love that. Keep it that way if you can. (laughs) (laughs) So I also understand um, that you found out you were pregnant pretty soon after you signed the lease for your very first storefront. Yes. 
That must have been a very kind of overwhelming feeling because it wasn't planned. Is that correct? That is correct. So tell us about uh, what you went through kind of emotionally in that moment. There was a lot of fear. I had never opened a business before. I was unsure about whether this was even a a good idea. Um, It's already scary without a baby. My heart was in it. Um, I didn't know it was truly a gamble. Um, And motherhood, I mean, I think that's a big question mark for anyone. Um, And I knew that I would also most likely be a single mother. Okay. So all of that was developing. Um, but Makes in my heart. harder and scarier. Yeah. So, but, you know, I knew that that was my child. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this was also the business move I was going to make. Beautiful. Was it hard at first to balance a, a new business and a newborn? Or did you just, you just figured it out? It was the hardest thing I've ever done. But also I got up every day and I just did it. I don't know how I did it. Having my second baby now and having a lot more help and having a husband and so much help um, at work. I I look back to the beginning days almost a decade ago and I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And most of those days I had a smile on my face. I probably cried also (laughs) within each day, but there was a smile. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about your audience. Who loves Moon Juice and why? Well, you know, we've got a a particular demographic that comes to our website, and then that gets blown out of the water when I look on a store level. Right. Oh, so it's different online than in store. Yeah. You know, who who comes to us digitally is she's female, um, she's between 25 and 40, lives in an urban area. Right. When I go into the shop... That is just simply not the case. Really? Who do you see in in your shop? We see people from all over the world. It's definitely a tourist destination. Uh Um, I see taxi drivers. I don't know what language they're speaking, but like male taxi drivers that are stopping in for green juice. Wow. Um, I see a lot of dads in the shop. Uh So there's there's really the two faces of moon juice. Um, And the retail face and the online face. Yeah. Makes sense. And so you currently have three storefronts, one in Venice, Silver Lake, and in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Is, is there, correct? is there plans to expand? No. You know, I, I've consciously kept the stores to three mm-hmm. at this point. I definitely think that within Los Angeles, there there's room to have one or two more mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. I love keeping the stores really special. I love our team that works on the shop level to find the incredible people that we've found and to educate them and keep them going and keep the energy high Mm -hmm. really is a lot. And so I'd rather have less and do it well. Do you feel like you have uh, more heart for a brick and mortar or the online part of this? I, you know, I think that the, the two really play to each other. Okay. I, we wouldn't be here, I don't think. Without I, the online component. If I hadn't, well, no, uh, the retail component. Oh, okay. um, I think that was an important step for the business. Mm-hmm. I think that's how a lot of people, especially from New York and a lot of the editors came to know us. It was also a place that I could really sit there and um, have conversations with people one-on-one for the first few years and really get the mission out there and mm-hmm. the education out there truly one by one. Um, and obviously, digital is growth in a whole new capacity, and I think that is much more of our future. Right. 
But I love the stores, and Moon Juice really is so much more than CPG sitting on a shelf. Of course. It really is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It is a community, Mm -hmm. and so to have these places to come visit is something I would never want to give up. Right, and you've had huge celebrities get on board. Is that something that has happened organically? I know Gwyneth Paltrow is a big fan. Tell us, uh, did you send her product? Did she find it on her own, and how did... How did that kind of come to be? Uh, you know, she she's a savvy lady. She is. That gets out there. Mm-hmm. and She um, found you. And finds finds the good stuff. Yeah. So you, you have a pretty solid social presence. Do you feel like most of that's come organically? Or do you, as a brand, um, have to work hard to keep getting new followers, new people invested in your brand? And how has the landscape changed over the years? It seems like years ago it was easier and now it's getting harder just because there's so many new brands on the, on the horizon. Yeah, our social following um, is completely organic. We don't um, pay influencers. We, I mean, we really don't do right. any of that. We post every day. I still, you know, sit with someone incredible on my team and you know we collaborate on what it is choosing every single image and writing every single post so um you know it's changed in that when moonji's open there was no social media i mean there was facebook but there was no instagram which is really the the platform that we focus on um and so here we are now almost a decade later and you've got to post every day um but it's an incredible place to i really look at it as a place to educate and again for a you know a touch point for our community that's much larger than right. Los Angeles mm-hmm. and so i can't say that we're out there aggressively chasing right um, that scene, the way some companies are and really use do you feel influencers. like there's, do you feel like there's pressure to do that um well i'm still in the position of having control in my company right and so I don't have orders Love that. barked down that we have got to figure out, you like know, how to fr- exp- from a board. Like how to need. exponentially grow. Or- yeah. And um, I'm grateful for that because, it, you know, again, I'm passionate about the education. Uh-huh. I'm passionate about the products. I'm passionate about slow, organic growth that feels right to me. It mm-hmm. feels right to our community. Right. Um, and building a strong brand that's here to stay rather than something we're going to turn out in three years. Beautiful. Tell us about your leadership style. Well, I'm very fortunate to have um, a president that I brought in that can really bring what I do not bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was one of the best things I've done. I was looking for that person for a while. Um, And that is, you know, my recommendation to any entrepreneur, any founder is really know who you are and be comfortable with that. And so I think what I can bring to the team and what I can bring to the brand is very particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us, what are your your two or three best strengths that you bring to the brand? Um, I'm very strong in marketing, creative, R&D. Mm-hmm. I really sit in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. 
I could just do that all, all day, day yeah. all night. I've always had that little brain, even as a child, you know, just like obsessively reading pack copy right. on cereal right. and cookies and shampoo in the mm-hmm. shower. Um, so my brain works that way. So what are some of your weaknesses where you felt like you had to bring others in to kind of um, support you? Well, I don't know that operations are a weakness for me. A lot of it is really, again, common sense, Mm -hmm. tenacity, Mm -hmm. keeping on top of things. So, um, I mean, I did run operations for many years and could do it. It also really played into my restaurant background, Mm -hmm. um, just managing inventory. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely not what I want to be doing. And um, It's important to stay in the part that you're passionate about and let other people do what they're passionate about. Yes, Yes. Um, so certainly COO, CFO, not my passion. Finance, you don't love finance. Not my strength, <laughs> not my passion. Yeah. Um, I think that's a misconception. A lot of people think if you start a company, you have to be really strong in the finance um, part of things. And that's not always true. You just, again, I think the lesson is surround yourself with the right people. If you have a great idea that people want or you know people crave and you find people to fill those voids for you, it's fine. Yeah, and it's important to be able to read a balance sheet, especially in the beginning, and and have control and visibility um, into that, certainly before you have a board. Um, And still, it's important to know that. And so um, what could have been an intimidating moment of not knowing how to do that, I found myself an accountant that would um, tutor me. You just sit down and learn it. Okay. Have there been any really big snags that you've had to overcome as you've built this company? Any moments that you can think of that were just felt like, ugh, I don't know that I can get through this? Yeah, there were there were financial moments. Um, certainly in the beginning, you know, just um, undergoing two renovations at the same time. Mm-hmm. And as you know, everything is going to take twice as long mm-hmm. and cost twice as much. Um, so there was a moment in there where I just didn't have cash flow and naively hadn't planned mm-hmm. accordingly for it. And, um, you know, had, had nights where I didn't know how I was going to pay the vegetable vendor and how I was going to make payroll. How'd you get through it? I actually got an emergency loan from my son's father's company, which I will be forever grateful for. I think, you know, I was able to pay him back in 14 days or something. Yeah. Um, Cash flow flow is a a real issue for small businesses. It it still is a real issue for us. We just have, um, you know, planned accordingly. All right. I think we're going to move into our rapid fire questions and we'll finish up. So... Uh, here we go. Um, so in a, just a few words, if you could completely switch careers, what would you do differently? I would be a midwife. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. If you were going to give your younger self one poignant piece of advice, what would it be? You will be happy and well. What keeps you up at night? Well, right now, my your baby. My small baby <laughs> keeps me up at night. Right. Right now, my small baby keeps me up at night. Before my baby, um, I got really good at healthy sleep patterns. And mm-hmm. so I know that this is not a rapid fire answer. That's but, okay. but truly, I did learn how to unstress the system so that when it's time to go to sleep, I'm asleep. Can you give us some, some tips on that? 
regulating cortisol, which happens during the day. So it's a lot of practices that I incorporate into just daily small habits. Like what? Um, taking Super U. So those adaptogens really, really lower cortisol by at least 30%. Okay. I have a mindfulness practice. Meditation? Yep. Okay. Yep. Meditation has been really helpful. Getting some type Every of movement. Day. Yes. Um, getting movement in, mm-hmm. um, again, work, family, I haven't been able to do this every day. Right. Um, and for me, movement is functional movement and walking mm-hmm. um, and not taking a couple hours out of the day to go to the gym because I found that that high intensity movement and the um, the ways that I was making up for the couple of hours that I lost during the work day mm-hmm. um, were cutting into my sleep at night by just trying to like work and get it done at night. So I found that actually high intensity working out, going to the gym three to four times a week raised my cortisol and was not good for me. Wow. So I let that go. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Taking magnesium at night also really helps to unwind and I'm regulate. Gonna, I'm literally going to do all these things. <laughs> they really help. Okay. You know, but but it's, again, sticking to them mm-hmm. every day. Magnesium in, in, a, in a capsule, a pill? No, I actually would use it as a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out the one that I had been using for a few years was not clean um, and had heavy metals in it. And so I wound up actually formulating. Um, oh, so you have your own product. I do, and it's the best magnesium on earth. What's it called? Magnesium. Okay. I'll definitely <laughs> try it out. And again, created it because I'd used it for years right. to help with health, healthy sleep patterns. Perfect. How have your goals shifted since you've started? I value time much more than money. Beautiful. And what does success ultimately mean for you? Success success would be the intersection of really fulfilling the mission mm-hmm. with Moon Juice mm-hmm. and simultaneously having time to really enjoy my family and nature and perhaps one day a book. Nice. Love that. (laughs) All right. Any actionable advice for those listening who want to start a company right now? If it's in your heart, go for it. When you want to quit and give up, witness that thought and keep moving. (laughs) That's great advice. Okay. Well, I think that's it. I think we've completed the interview and I really appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy you are and I really enjoyed this chat. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 